Plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, so happy to be here behind the, the beautiful WBR microphone to share what we believe is common sense conservatism. It's not complicated. It just isn't. It is what you see, what you feel, what you're thinking. We just put it into words and we shout it out there and we do not care what people think about us. I am done. I don't care. And when you get to that point, when you're not living your life for anybody else's expectations, when you believe so wholly, so fundamentally in what is right and you see so clearly what is wrong, it is so nice to have somebody to listen to. And that's what we hope this program is for you. So if you're new, welcome. If you're a frequent flyer, thank you. Because we are growing one and a half million podcast downloads. Our radio station count is growing. We are the number one female live streamer on Rumble and always in the top 10 when you put in all the boys too. Because of you. And we are grateful. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. It's one of those things I think about usually when I'm blowing leaves in the yard. I've got my headset on, right? I got the thing on my back. I'm in heaven. Love it, love it, love it. And I find myself recently thinking about this conundrum. I wonder... Do the people who have so consistently done us wrong, do they know what they're doing? Are they just on a wave? Or is it purposeful? Are they part of the plan? Are they cogs in the wheel or are they part of the spokes that keep it moving? I don't know. But there is a limit to which most of us can be deceived. There is a degree to which the, the lies are so obnoxious that we just give up hope in the institution 
whether that be medicine, education, law, whatever. And that's a really hard place to be. It's particularly difficult when you never in a million years would hurt someone else. Certainly not purposefully. And if you found out you did, you'd probably be mortified. And yet we seem to be on this island with so much deception and fraud and knowing illegality. And I start to lose faith in the human spirit. And I look and I say, is it possible? Can there be that many people who, who want to hurt us? I don't have the answer to that question. But it seems like the more you know, the more you learn, the more educated you become, the more you realize how long you have been fooled. And once you get over that hump where you feel stupid, how did I not see this? How did I not connect the dots? I couldn't have been too busy. What was I thinking? Once you give yourself a break for that and you flip that switch of awareness, everything changes. Your relationships with others change. How many of you in your lives in the last several years have washed your hands of people in your life whose true colors came out? Irrespective of you, but you were in, an, in a position to see it. I've had that happen to me on multiple occasions. And it's difficult because awakening comes with awareness. You can't be in that silly little dream anymore. You can no longer say that in the United States of America, we have faith in our elections because I don't. I question everything. How can you not? I question every poll worker. I question everybody on the sidewalk outside my polling place. I question the nameless people behind the machines. Who are you? What are you doing? I question everything about our medical care in this country. I have stories coming out today that are just absolutely outrageous about the degree to which there are people in this country who would be willing to sacrifice people like you and me and the people we love just to stay in power, just to get rich, just to do what? Is there, would you ever put somebody else's life in danger for your own benefit? Because I wouldn't. I couldn't live like that. And so that gets me back to my driveway leaf-blowing conundrum. Do they know that they're part of something awful? Or are they just riding a wave that they think is correct? I don't know. But there's this one story that, that I saw today. It's nothing that anybody's going to talk about. This isn't going to be breaking news on any other network. Here it is. It's from the Washington Free Beacon. Headline. An illegal Chinese biolab containing infectious diseases operated... In California, the feds ignored it for months. And the reason why this has me angry and questioning everything right now is that this is the same government that put Joe Biden out there telling us it was going to be a winter of 
death. This is the same government that went from bribing us and trying to dangle off of the end of a stick the carrot of perhaps a free semester of college. Or, hey, if you get the vaccine, we'll put you in the running for a new Ford F-150. Or, hey, you know what? I know you like to fish and hunt. We're going to give you a pass in your community for a year. These same people who violated your sanctity, your freedom. Your business, your family, your children, your well-being, your health. Who invaded all of that with wand-waving mandates now seems too ambivalent to bother investigating a freaking biolab where all sorts of disgusting things were found on site. And then as I read this report, the ambivalence with which the CDC reports, eh, we really don't know what to do about it. Well, you know what? You were out front and center every damn day during COVID imploring us to all hate each other, to test our family members before welcoming in our house for Thanksgiving, making them stand in the garage and take a PCR test. And you're too busy to find out that Chinese freaking nationals working in some filthy lab stored pathogens and other unknown biological and chemical substances and infectious parasites in a community near 26,000 residents, you guys knew about it and just kind of went, eh, well, you know, we got other stuff to deal with. Do you guys want to know what was in this lab? Holy cow. How about coronavirus, HIV, and malaria? The most deadly kind of malaria? Who knew there were gradations on the deadly scale? And we have people who are from the country that is our arch nemesis. In our country, not only stealing our intellectual secrets and flying spy balloons all over us, but now they're concocting in their own little beakers and chemistry sets of death, stuff that our government can't be trifled with. Are you out of your mind? Which is why I like blowing leaves. I get to see progress. I get to see a path of pavement or grass that had been covered, that even briefly now this time of year shows progress. Because I don't feel us progressing anywhere where we are right now. And you're going to hear that in today's show. You're going to hear unlikely voices and unusual data that confirms everything that you know in your heart, that you are not alone that you're not on an island, that not everybody around you sucks, but that it's been a concerted effort to manipulate you for the benefit of the few to the misery of the many, and it's wholly un-American. So let's go there together. We got an update on Paul Kessler, the 69-year-old Jewish man who was struck in the head and died, who the media desperately tried to to downplay, but they couldn't. 
Let's hope for justice in this case next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so let's get to where we're going with this story. And it makes me feel as though not all hope is lost. So this is my neighborhood, if you will. If you, if you can grow up in Southern California and say you have a neighborhood, this particular environment where this pro-Israel demonstrator, Paul Kessler, was struck by a pro-Hamas thug. Look, there's no other word for it. I would never go up to somebody I disagree with and hit them. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't expect my children to do that. In fact, if my child hit somebody, they'd have hell to pay and they'd be scared as nuts to come home. Not to their father. Oh no, to me. And they know that. But apparently out there in the world of crazy... If you disagree with someone or you've been indoctrinated, you've been groomed into this ideology of anti-Semitism, which is disgusting. It is absolutely insufferable and inexcusable. You just take it upon yourself to neutralize people you disagree with, even if they are a white haired man standing across the street holding a flag or standing near an Israeli flag. So here's your breaking headline. Moore Park College professor professor arrested in the death of pro-Israel demonstrator Paul Kessler. Now, if anybody needs another notch on the bedpost of something's wrong in higher education and has been for a long time, maybe we can focus on this. Here's your story. Moore Park College professor. This is not far from where I grew up, ladies and gentlemen. Moore Park College professor Loe Alange, I don't even care what his last name is, was arrested early Thursday morning by deputies with the Ventura County Sheriff's Office and charged with involuntary manslaughter in the death of Paul Kessler. Kessler, the Jewish man attending a counter protest to a pro Hamas rally in Thousand Oaks. This was November 5th. Alnaj, Alnaji, confronted him, allegedly hit him in the face with a bullhorn. Who does that? Causing Kessler to fall backwards and hit his head on the pavement. He died hours later at the hospital. Red State First identified, this is redstate.com, Al-Naji is the person of interest Ventura County deputies mentioned. You know what? This story had the potential of being swept under the rug, like the bio lab in a rural California community, even when it's run by communist Chinese folks, quote unquote scientists. There's not scientists. Shh, let's not talk about this. But you know who kept this story alive? People in his community. In Paul Kessler's community, they came back out to the street corner and said, we're not done. You can't just strike us down and, and expect to get away with it. And the media tried to do that. That anybody didn't know who this guy was in a world of 24-hour surveillance, cell phone saturation, and oh, by the way, people who, we know, who know each other. They honestly thought they were going to get away with not covering the story. In fact... CNN did a little stealth editing of how Mr. Kessler was injured. What happened to you, CNN? 
What, what, what happened to any figment of journalistic integrity ever? Because you've lost every single shred of, of respect anybody might have for you. CNN stealth edits headline that said Jewish homicide victim, quote, fell and hit his head. It's not that he was struck in the face with a freaking megaphone. Oh, it sounds like he lost his footing. Some sites called him an elderly man. I don't know about you guys. 69 ain't elderly. CNN edited a headline that said Paul Kessler, whom police said was killed by a pro-Palestinian protester, fell and hit his head. Arrest made in death of Jewish protester who fell and hit his head. That was the original headline to the story. Police Thursday morning arrested Loe Al-Naji, charging him with manslaughter in the death of 69-year-old Paul Kessler, who died as a result of his injuries at a November 5th protest. Arrest made in death of Jewish protester in California after confrontation over Israel-Hamas war. The new headline reads, why don't we just say what it is? Pro-Israel protester struck, falls, hits hits his head and dies. Now I'm interested, well, who the hell hit him? You don't even have to say by a pro-Hamas guy. You can just say he was hit. No, this sounds very passive. Do Jewish lives, have they never mattered to these people who, who expect all of us to, to pay homage to the next range of victims? Who's it next? This is why the LGBs have been disenfranchised from the T's because the T's have been the ones who've been the lion's share of the most recent victim status. See... Diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all these nonsensical ideas, of course, are based on the idea that somebody is being disenfranchised. And therefore, we need to elevate their access. We need to elevate their voices. We need to give them opportunities to somehow counteract that bias or victim status. And it's really just a game because nobody cares about the black lives. Nobody cares about Jewish lives. Nobody cares about the LGBT lies in this equation. It's all a means to an end and using certain people to get to that final destination. Final destination, of course, is control. Never-ending, relentless, iron-grip control. And if they have to use you, and if a, if a gentleman has to fall and die because of it, or your family gets sick because of a virus or a vaccine, well, so be it. Do they do they do this all purposefully? And is there a playbook? Is this just the, the appetizer? God, I hope not. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, measuring the cost of doing the wrong thing, a huge about face by the military, and it's too late, friends. Next. Now, before I move on to the uh, oopsies from your military here in the country, I want to get to this real fast before I gloss over the whole biolab thing. Don't you think that when something dangerous is found, that there are people in play in positions different than yours who have a lane to occupy 
to neutralize the problem. Well, one would think that. You would think that there would be progress, that somebody would take action, that we're not all just woefully incompetent. Well, I want to read just the first two paragraphs, all right, of this free beacon story for you. An illegal Chinese biolab containing infectious diseases operated in California. The feds ignored it for months. On the, on the flip side of a once-in-a-lifetime global pandemic, which was created by us and funded by us and then perpetrated on the rest of the world by us, I mean, think, America, we represent 4% of the world population and what? 16% of the deaths? I mean, if that's safe and effective and that's a game plan you want to emulate, I'm, the way I'm seeing it, it's failure. A biolab illicitly run by a Chinese national in California contained traces of coronavirus, HIV, malaria, and other infectious diseases, but federal authorities spent months ignoring pleas from local officials to shut the site down. According to a report from congressional investigators, lab discovered last December, officers in Reedley, California, rural town, 26,000 folks, accidentally stumbled upon the nondescript warehouse. Once inside, Several individuals who identified themselves as PRC nationals were seen working with thousands of vials of biological substances, according to a months-long investigation by the House Select Committee on China. They published this Thursday the report provided to the Washington Free Beacon, the makeshift lab run by a Chinese national. Nothing to see here. I mean, these people are paying Joe Biden contained live mice and freezers filled with improperly stored pathogens and other unknown biological and chemical substances. It was determined that the lab was housing a witch's brew of infectious diseases, including HIV, coronavirus, infectious parasites, and a storage area marked Ebola. These people kept your children home from school for a year because of a virus that we knew. Kids survive 99.9997% of the time. And you've got Chinese nationals with the PRC running some makeshift laboratory of doom and, and sickness, and nobody wants to talk about it. While officials in Reedley contacted the Centers for Disease Control to report the findings, the federal government spent months ignoring the city's pleas for assistance. What did the CDC say about it? After local and state authorities discovered the lab and its contents, they reached out to the CDC. Starting in March, they had to spend months getting the freaking CDC on the scene. Yo, you guys have 26,000 employees. What are you doing? Not protecting your health. Not preventing disease or illness. So... That's kind of my ire that we're going we're gonna to jump from today as we move into the next segment of these lies that have unraveled. The lie. We care about your wellness. There's this virus. 
we need you to stay home because we need to destroy the economy. Right? Well, we're on to that. How about this one? Army recruiters now boldly advertising that no COVID vaccination is required to join the military. Well, this is really interesting. In fact, we have a little overlay if you're watching the live stream. This is what we're resorting to these days because nobody wants to be a part of Joe Biden's woke-ass military. U.S. Army. COVID vaccine not required. Underscored capital letters. Career opportunities. Up to $50,000 is as an enlistment bonus. Full-time, part-time. Over $70,000 for coverage or for college. For college. $4,000 $4,000 in tuition assistance every year. Guaranteed job. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody wants to join the military. Now, the military has come out and they've said, you know what? Well, fudgesicles. We kind of blew it. We mandated that you guys all do something that a lot of you have gotten sick over. I know we've lost a lot of people, too. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Well, let's just kind of sweep that under the rug like Paul Kessler until people start protesting and force us to... And what forced the army to come out and say, you know what, we suck. Dwindling numbers, they're not enough people. Nobody wants to serve. Who wants to serve them? U.S. Army recruiters have updated their recruitment posters to emphasize the removal of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, aiming to boost enlistment numbers. Vaccine mandate lasting only 15 months marked a unique period. That's a word for it. Unique period in the U.S. military history, as it was the first time a vaccine requirement was reversed. I'm just going to go with people started having really hideous problems with it. That might be why. The mandate's cancellation was influenced by arguments from many Republicans who claimed that the mandate negatively impacted military recruitment and retention. I'm going to go with people getting sick and dying is also being an unsavory side effect of said mandate. Of the over eight, this is the kick in the nuts, of the over 8,000 service members who were discharged, can you imagine? There were 8,000 U.S. servicemen and women who, for whatever their individual reasons, said, look, I agreed to basic training. I went through that boot camp. I went through the abuse. I got fit. I understand the rules. I get the chain of command. I appreciate orders. But you fundamentally cross the line with this with me. And the military summarily said, away with you. Goodbye. Your services are no longer needed. Sort of like with defunding the police. I'm tired of being spit on. I'm tired of being vilified, demonized, blamed for everything, being told that everything I do is racist, every move I make is scrutinized. And now I've got this body camera that somebody else can interpret their own view of. I'm done. And now what do we have? We have a shortage of police officers in our country. At the same time, we have an escalation of crime. Homicides are down. Oh, goody. Everybody else is worried, though, about walking on the street. It's almost like there's this cause and effect of the over 8,000 service members who were discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. How many do you guys think came back? 
after the program after that was reversed the army in a sloppy sucky way typical government garbage way comes out and without saying you know what we looked at that that military database of all the adverse reactions we've seen the the rise in ovarian and testicular cancer and the incidence of Guillain-Barre of our females who get impregnated during whatever losing their their fetuses we know what we did was wrong they just say yeah you don't need it anymore Come on back. Now, how many people of the 8,000, Brock, what do you think? 8,000 service members. How many, once this rollback, once it came out and they said, you know what, you can still be a part of the military and not be vaccinated for COVID. How many do you think took that offer and returned to their old jobs out of 8,000? 723. 43. Wow. 43. That is a screw you. Of the over 8,000 service members who were discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine, only 43 have rejoined the military in the eight months following the repeal. What are they doing now? They're doing with this exactly what they did when they wanted to get you to get the shot. It's really good for you. It's for your it's for the greater good. It's magic. It'll prevent your kids from killing your grandparents. It's this, it's that. We'll bribe you. Now we're gonna now we're gonna threaten you. Now I'm gonna yell at you. That's exactly what the military did. Nobody likes that. A breakdown of the reenlistment numbers reveals 19 service members rejoined the army. 12, 12, 1, 2, have returned to the Marines. The Navy saw two. Wow. The Air Force saw one re-enlistment. Pilots have been especially reluctant to take the shot because of reports of heart problems that arise as, you mean those heart problems that according to the World Economic Forum in a University of Pennsylvania, Bill Gates funded study that was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association that said changes in extreme heat are causing people to die suddenly. Come on. Pilots, no. Pilots dying in the cockpit. And you remember, of course, we spoke with the gentleman who represents the pilots who say on many of these commercial aircrafts now, they aircraft now, they have a, a, a person who you don't know is a pilot on board in the event that something sideways goes on with someone in the cockpit. And what do you want to bet that that person sitting in row 18D ain't vaccinated? Department of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was forced to remove the requirement because Congress got its head out of its arse. Some who left the military are not returning. Obviously, because of the vaccine, combined with an increasing emphasis on woke values. Why on earth would anyone want to join the United States military? They don't care about you any more than they care about your kids, any more than they care about Paul Kessler. 
any more than they care about freaking bio labs in California. Doesn't it just make you sick? Well, coming up. Oh, this isn't a good one for Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. Proof that they actually really were in bed with dear Dylan Mulvaney and lied about it. Oops. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, unfortunate news for Anheuser-Busch. Uh, it, I'm not a I'm not a marketing executive, but I think in the the basic realm of common sense, if you have a product or a service to sell to people, being honest about your product is the best decision, period. When you're honest, if something happens, you can get out in front of it fast, tell the truth, you know, and you hope that your reputation as a business and what you've done gives people the incentive to believe you and give you a chance. It's not complicated. I think we are forgiving people. We root for underdogs. And we watch people who make missteps, who about face and try to come back and explain why. And we are understanding to a degree. This, I, I, it's the final nail for Anheuser-Busch. Uncovered documents, this is a new report, redstate.com. Uncovered documents show Bud Light misled about relationship with Dylan Mulvaney. Well, it seems this beer brand, which as we know, they said they were so surprised they weren't intending when they put his face, transgender dude, celebrating his 365th day of being a girl, insulting to every woman. You know, it's just stupid, and I don't have to explain why, because you know why. They said, you know what, we, it, it really was. We didn't approve that, said the highest echelons of Anheuser-Busch. We didn't give the okay to that. Now, of course, they didn't immediately fire anybody because of it, but they, they tried to distance themselves. Eh, we didn't sign off on that. That's terrible. Uh, whatever. Just keep drinking Bud Light and move on. And people didn't. And they've lost billions of dollars. It is what it is. But now, all of a sudden, we now know all of this. And this is the letter that Anheuser-Busch sent out early on this one single can given to one social media influencer it was not made for production or for sale to the general public this can is not a formal campaign or advertisement well that wasn't true according to Stephen crowder's investigative team a finance and god bless Stephen crowder for doing this anybody out there who's got a team who can dig good for you because it ain't your media a financial document has been uncovered that shows Bud Light paid $185,000 to Dylan Mulvaney, making the relationship the very definition of formal. They show screen grabs of the donation. I mean, think about how crazy the sequence of events is. One of the biggest beer brands in the world decided to pay $185,000 to a dude who thinks he's a woman or was as brilliant as Colin Kaepernick in marketing an idea. Whatever you lack in skill, you market in a trend. Colin Kaepernick's not a good quarterback, but he took the knee and that became a marketable thing. And he became a multi, multi-millionaire. Same thing with this cat. 
In exchange, Bud Light got a few social media videos of this dude sitting in a hot tub showing off a custom can and pretending not to know what March Madness is. Now, how is something like that made up past the planning phase? Who agrees in the boardroom? They're like, you know what? I, I think that's fantastic. Hey, Earl. Earl, get in here. All right, here's what we're going to do, right? Look, I know it's, it's usually that, that blue-collar, hard-working man. And maybe the flannel-wearing, boy, cowboy-boot-wearing woman out there tending to the fields with him. This is hard work in America. This is truck driving America. Well, let's just totally about face. Let's just choose the effeminate dude who thinks he's a chick. That'll go over well. Perfect. Right? All of that, of course, has led to this. Key Anheuser-Busch executive resigns as Bud Light freefall continues. If you had just said from the beginning... When the backlash was swift. Uh, we're sorry. But you were too big. You thought you were unfreaking touchable You were drunk on your DEI garbage. That's worse than your beer. Anheuser-Busch InBev announcing that Benoit Garb, the company's U.S. chief marketing officer... Ooh, would that be somebody who might be involved in this whole thing with Dylan Mulvaney? We'll be resigning at the end of the year. The announcement comes amid a challenging phase. Challenging phase is putting it lightly. How do you save a brand that equals social cancer to the people who once drank it? How do you, in one fell swoop, Punch in the face your bread and butter and then kick them in the nuts and lie to them and say, no, we, we really weren't hanging out with that effeminate dude. Um, yeah, we were. So this dude Garb's been the role for two years. I don't care about him. I don't care about all of the people, that woman who was a part of it, all these people who are products of, of another generation of ideology, of this woke garbage in schools. Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch in general now, is just going to be the, the beautiful poster child of sucking and then not reali- realizing how much your suck ticks people off. The military is getting it right now. Medicine is getting the vibe too as an astonishing number of new moms are deciding to not vaccinate their children. Whether that's good or bad, can't tell you pushback stop lying to me i'm tired of it don't tell me that a jewish man beaten by a pro-palestine aka pro-hamas protester just died cause tell the freaking truth well coming up on the wendy bell radio program hour number two let's get into some election stuff safest most secure election ever yeah 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 carrie lake In the crosshairs of all of these people who say we're talking about a big lie, what happens when we've got the proof to debunk that? And I believe she's got the goods. We'll go there with you next.